Good morning. Happy Easter. He is risen. Oh, my goodness. We could not be and in a more interesting time on an Easter Sunday. And we thank you so much for joining with us. If you are visiting with us, welcome to Crosswalk, Lovers Lane United Methodist Church in Dallas. We thank you so much. We know that we have viewers coming in from Northern Ireland and from Italy. And guys, we thank you and we see you. Please keep letting us know you're there. I love reading your comments. I love knowing that all of you are out there. Um, I love that some of you even share with me that you have on your Easter PJs today. That's awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Um, to all of our traditional people, we love you too, and we thank you for being with us. Um, so much to say today. I'm, I'm really excited because uh, my husband, the best part of this couple, is going to be with me today. But I just kind of want to share with you a little bit about what's happening. We've been in a series through Lent called Soul Reset. Today we start a new series called Becoming the Gospel. Now there's so much depth into what that means to becoming the gospel. What does that really mean to you? And as we go through this message today, I want you to ponder that question. What does that really mean to you? Because we're going to have several questions for all of us to answer today. And if you're in that place where you have some questions that you really need to understand some answers, we want you to know, as Jeff reminded us earlier, Pastor Don is on with us today, and we love you, Don. Thank you so much. Ask away. She will not mind one bit. Thank you so much. Jeff, you ready over there? Thank you for doing this with me today. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so this morning, uh, we come to the resurrection story. This, we start this story after a long weekend that started with uh, Monday Thursday when Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples, the last time that they would all be together. And then we moved into Friday, which was a dark day of rejection, betrayal, and ultimately Jesus' crucifixion. And then Saturday, a long day of waiting, a long day of anxiety, of fear, of doubt. And for those of us who know the end of the story, anticipation. And that brings us to today, to Easter, where we start with this story in the book of John, chapter 20, as Mary comes to the tomb. Reading from John 20, verses 1 through 2. Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So here, right at the beginning, we see Mary coming to the tomb, and without even going into the tomb, she thinks she knows what's happened, and she's run to the other disciples to tell them. So how often do we jump to conclusions about God's actions in our lives? How often do we come to the tomb the hard, challenging, dark times in our lives, and assume we know the outcome. I've done that many times. Assume that we know how God is going to act into those moments without ever giving God the chance to respond. We are in a difficult time, a difficult time in history right now. We assume the worst and dwell on the pain. The pandemic is going on and on and on, and hundreds of thousands 
if not more, are going to die and our economy is going to die. That's what goes through our mind every day. Or we can allow something a little bit different to go through our minds. We can enter into the tomb today and we can look at God in action. I read the other day, I thought this was so interesting, that so many people are stopping Stephen King. Now, my first question on that was, how are you finding Stephen King to stopping? But they still are. And Stephen King answered, I feel uh, really strange because they walk up to me and they tell me, right now through this pandemic, I feel like I'm living in a Stephen King novel. Now, if you know Stephen King novels, that's a scary thing. But here's the deal. We are not living in a Stephen King novel. We are living in a story that is written by God. And when we enter into that story of love, acceptance, and resurrection, we will see God at work, even right now. For those of you who have been hit the hardest by these times illness, I have some friends who have been recovering from the virus. Thank you, Lord, they are recovering. But maybe for some of you, it's job loss. Some of you, it's financial struggles. You've entered into that story today. You're not alone. God is with you. God is with you through us. God has placed us in your path to love and support you as well. And for the rest of us, when we enter into God's story, we see the people we can support. We see all the people on the front lines working to keep the people healthy. We will see the kind of gestures that neighbors are making to one another. We will find that we have more in common with people we don't even know right now than we ever have before. And in a world that is split and divided, all of a sudden, it's brought us together. We don't have to make assumptions about what happened at the tomb, because we already know. So at this point in our story, uh, Mary has gone to the disciples. She's run to tell them what she thinks has happened, and we pick up there at, at verse 3. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and was the first to arrive at the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there also. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other cloths, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. So Peter and another of his disciples run to the tomb, and even though Jesus told them multiple times what's going to happen, they still didn't get it. And even when they saw that Jesus' body wasn't there, they weren't excited. They left the tomb. There was no shouts of joy or excitement. They seemed confused. So... How many times do we come to an empty tomb with no expectation or leave feeling no joy, no hope, or certainly we feel that way on this Easter, right? Especially right now. Here's the thing. 
We will always find what we are looking for. If we set our expectations high and look for good, then that's what we will find. If we set our expectations on finding and experiencing Jesus, then that is what we will find. This year, Easter is different. We all know that. And we've never experienced an Easter like this. I was looking at some of our babies in the videos earlier, and this is their first Easter. And this is not an Easter that parents want for their children. This is not an Easter that they wanted to put that sweet baby in a dress with a bow and go, Happy Easter at home. We wanted to come together and we wanted to celebrate. For me, I'm disappointed because I don't get to hug you. I don't get to hear your resurrection stories today in person. I don't get to sit at my mother-in-love and father-in-love's table today and eat. I don't get to sit around that table and talk about what resurrection means to my life. I'm sad that I won't be able to do that today. But could it be possible that if we change our perspective, if we adjust our expectations just a little, this could be the best Easter ever? For the first time at any time I can remember, we have the gift of time to really soak in what the message of this day is all about. This pause in our lives gives us the chance to focus on the gift of the resurrection and to truly celebrate it. Now I have to tell you, one of my favorite things that I have been doing is watching Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks online. I've enjoyed them so much um, they've been taking requests and, and, and literally all the funds from it they've been raising to help people on the front line. But he made a statement, and yes, I'm going to quote Garth Brooks. He said, if we're not careful, we will get back to our old lives griping about the same things we griped about before. If we are not careful, we will get back to our old lives griping about the same things we griped about before. What I'm beginning to understand more than ever is that coming out of this strange time better than we ever entered it. Now that is resurrection. Because the truth is, the message of this Easter Sunday is the same as it has been for 2,000 years. And that is simply, he is risen. And so now we come back to our story, uh, joining at verse 11. Uh, Peter and the other disciple have not found what they were expecting and have run back, uh, bypassed Mary, leave her standing there, and that's where we, we find her. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying, as she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She taught, saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and one at the foot. The angels asked her, woman, why are you crying? She replied, they have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. As soon as she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? 
Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I'm going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. Then she told them what he had said to her. Mary finds Jesus, and Jesus asks her, who are you looking for? The question is the same for us today. Who are you looking for? It's amazing to me (laughs) that Jesus was standing right in front of Mary And she didn't even recognize him. She thought he was a gardener. But there's something about the voice. There's something about the voice because then Jesus turns to Mary and asks her by name, Mary, who are you looking for? And right where you are, Jesus is asking you, who are you looking for? And instantly, Instantly, she recognizes her Savior. If you are looking for hope, if you are looking for forgiveness, if you are looking for acceptance, if you are looking for love, and if you are looking for joy, you found it today. Today, Jesus rose from the dead so that you can have all of those things regardless of who you are, regardless of where you came from, what you've done, what anyone else has told you about yourself. Jesus is standing right in front of you, accepting you right where you are. Listen, his death and his resurrection It's not about us, but it is for us. We just have to pay attention. We have to open our eyes and we have to accept God's grace. We have to accept that love that has been freely given to us. We have to understand that there is nothing we have to do to earn that. And the life that you feel like you've been living, everyone has told you is wrong. Or maybe you've made mistakes. Or maybe you're not what everybody thought you should be. But God says you're enough for me. Jesus paid it all. You are enough. Jesus rose again. He paid the price, but he didn't leave it there because he wanted you to understand a hope that you would never understand any other way than he rose again. And many times we meet him in that place of the tomb, not recognizing him. But guess what? Every single time he's going to recognize you. And maybe you're watching today and you go, I'm just watching because it's Easter. That's okay. He still recognizes you. Maybe some of you look at me and you say, Didi, my faith is wavering right now. 
I want to have the answers, and I don't. He paid it all. He rose again. And he will recognize you every time. Every time. 